0: and an indó e e e in theüzel. Si a easy Dá rip to get there. And when we start long it's more easy Skilti fis of do you know more about preferable holidays? You remember Alex Shachten. Find us on all the usual podcast platforms. Remember, you can stay up to date on the latest news with the Irish Independent WhatsApp channel. Hello and you're wary, welcome to The Big Tech Show again from home, working from home during uh, the pandemic. This week we're talking to Tim Cadogan, who's the Chief Executive of GoFundMe. Um, Tim, you're welcome to the podcast.
1: Thank you very much. It's great to be here, Adrian.
0: Tim, GoFundMe is basically described right now as the world's safety net, and for good reason, because it seems that everywhere I look, there's a GoFundMe campaign uh, happening here in Ireland, for example. There's quite a few big campaigns. There's one called Feed the Heroes, which I think has raised about uh, €850,000. You're actually a new CEO in this company. Quite a time to start.
1: Yeah, no, I started on March the 2nd, uh, and... uh, had a week of normal, you know, work in the office and meeting people and then we went to work from home and and uh, as you well know, the pandemic kind of had really already started to kick in in Europe uh, in that right at the beginning of March um, and then sort of fully hit America in sort of middle of March as, as you went to work from home, shelter at home. Um, so, you know, the whole world has been consumed. Um, and, uh, you know, from, from our point of view, it, it's been unprecedented. You know, the company has worked through many natural and man-made disasters over the decade of its life, uh, hurricanes and bushfires and wildfires and so on. Um, but nothing like this has happened before because the whole world is affected and everyone who is giving, and we're, un- we're seeing an unprecedented level of need, but also an unprecedented level of giving and, and sort of what's, incredible about that is you know that every single one of those donors is affected themselves and they're you know taking time out and they're taking their scarce resource and they're saying you know I want to turn around I want to help somebody else hmm. um, so it's, it's pretty incredible to see that and um, you know it, it's humbling and I think it's you know it's a source of hope as well that in such a crisis so many people are coming together to help you mentioned feedback Feed the Heroes, um, you know, 851,000 euros raised, I think, as of this morning. I mean, incredible what's happening there. I mean,
0: just to look at some of the Irish stats here, there have been uh, 120,000 COVID-19 related donations on the platform here, it seems. And I think it's something like half of all of the new campaigns here in Ireland are related uh, to the pandemic. Um, And... I interviewed your predecessor, Rob Solomon, uh, last yeah. year, and he told me that the Irish um, per capita are among the most generous, if not the most generous, in terms of donate. Of course, we lap that up, you know. I, I lap that yeah, up. Yeah, no, I time. believe
1: that is the case, yeah, that, that when you look at per capita from a GoFundMe donation perspective, mm. uh, Ireland tops the league, um, which is uh, lovely. My
0: question, I wonder, do you anticipate anytime soon a limit to that generosity. What I mean by that is not people's intentions, but a lot of people are uh, losing their jobs. People are being told that we might be in for six, nine, 12 months, maybe even more for uh, austerity. And I'm wondering whether we're going to see that feed through in GoFundMe in terms of campaigns or people's ability to to donate as much to campaigns.
1: Yeah, I mean, you know, we've wondered the same thing. Uh, We don't know. Um, I think, uh, you know, the observation is that there seem to be sort of a, a set of folks who are obviously, you know, losing their jobs, you know, really up against it. There's also a set of folks who are actually working harder than before. There are some businesses and certain businesses that are working even harder. Um, so w- we don't know what the future is going to hold. I mean, this, this affects us our society in so many ways in so many unanticipated ways um, that we don't know. But, uh, you know, we we have seen generosity be sustained in incredible diversity so we hope that it will continue Um, but we don't know exactly what the future holds
0: Mm. now you wrote a a post recently there on medium and i think it was an open letter to the community about what gofundme was doing at the moment you mentioned for example that there's some new resources that you're you're bringing in i think that was mostly concentrated on advice was it
1: well, we do it done a couple of things. So we've been uh, working on an effort to help small businesses. Um, so traditionally businesses, you know, probably for obvious reasons, were not the heaviest users of GoFundMe. Um, but as, as restaurants and other businesses started not being able to, to, to run their company in any normal way and their employees were so affected, we started to see um, a lot of businesses start GoFundMe campaigns to try and get help, to reach out directly to their community. And so we have uh, struck a number of partnerships with people like Intuit and Yelp and GoDaddy, which is a web hosting company here in the US and there are some others coming. And the point of that is to to make more businesses aware that GoFundMe is is an option for them. And the nice thing about GoFundMe is it allows you to connect directly with your community of, of, of customers, patrons, supporters, your local community. Now, in nearly all the countries that we operate, I think there are either already or soon to come big government programs that are going to help small businesses. And that obviously is hugely important. Um, but, of course, that's a tops down effort and it takes time. With GoFundMe, you can connect directly. And so in many cases, we've seen very loyal customers start a GoFundMe campaign on behalf of a the business they love or the employees of the business they love. Um, so it allows you to have that direct connection. It's pretty easy. You can get the money out pretty quick, um, and we make sure it's safe. So it's a nice complement to the big government programs. But I do want to stress: like, it, there are that there, there there are the, the need is so great that multiple solutions are required. When, under, under no scenario do we think that GoFundMe is like the solution for everything here. It's a part of uh, a set of solutions to help people businesses organizations charities navigate this time.
0: I mean it's interesting the way you put that um that it's a complement to big government for example and it shouldn't be a substitute. There will come a time when this pandemic that we're in at the moment recedes and then we'll go back to hopefully to normal conditions and from what I recall of those times it seems so long ago now. Yeah. Um the gofundme campaigns that i see mostly in ireland a lot of them relate to medical costs or a problem bringing somebody home and if you if i was to play devil's devil's advocate for one moment i wonder what that says about our own society where maybe more and more we're having to to raise money through appeals direct appeals completely unrelated to to charity really in in a sense rather yeah, than being able yeah. to depend for example medical costs would be a good one for example if i need an operation or uh, somebody else i, I know uh, does and they, they put an appeal on go fund me instead of being able to rely on society i wonder i i wonder um maybe it's not your place to comment directly on this but what that says about our our society
1: well yeah i mean it, it's uh, so as you can tell from my accent or well, maybe you can't. <laughs> I'm a Brit and an American, right? Now, so I straddle two different ways of approaching... You sound more like a Brit society. than American, I'll say. Yeah. Uh, yeah. <laughs> you know, so so uh, I think that countries vary to in the extent to which they have a safety net, right? A social safety net. Um, but I think even in countries that have what some people would say is a much stronger safety net, it doesn't cover everything, right? So we see in the UK or Ireland... Um, we see a a lot of medical campaigns. um, And that's because not everything is covered. So even if your medical care is covered, there's a lot of other associated costs um, that may not be covered. Maybe you're out of work. Maybe you need to have transportation to the hospital. Maybe you can't cook for yourself anymore. Maybe you can't take care of yourself. And maybe not all of that is covered. Um, So I think that there's, you know, we would all hope to live in countries that take good care of folks' basic needs, but needs extend sometimes beyond those basic needs. And also every single set of circumstances is unique. And something I've been learning in just the month I've been on the job is every single campaign is a little bit or a lot different. And it's often those circumstances that, that are most important. I think the other thing is it's personal. It is a way to engage with the people that you know that care about you and want to support you. And so that's a compliment to the state or an insurance company or some other large institution providing you a service. This is a way to get help from those that, that love you, care about you, know about you. And, and that's, again, it's different, right? It's a compliment. It's not the same thing. Um, so I think, you know, there's a place for all of these to mesh together.
0: Mm. Do you have a problem with scammers?
1: Um do we, you know, all businesses, or anyone where, where money flows through a system, you know, there's a chance for people to try and take advantage of that. Um, and so it's something we work extremely hard on. And, you know, the company's just, just turned about 10 years. So we've seen a lot of campaigns, right? We've seen 120 million donations, about, you know, $9, $10 billion of donation volume. Um, and so we have a team that does a, a number of different things to make sure that a campaign is legitimate that ultimately when donations are made they get to the right person there's a couple it's worth spending a minute or two on that cuz there's a couple of layers to that so the first thing is when a campaign is creating created we're looking for anything that seems out of the ordinary anything that isn't legitimate and that's a mixture of automated so we're scanning for certain words we're looking for certain patterns and it's also human review we have a team that goes and looks and tries to investigate things, make sure that the cam- campaign looks good. Um, and if it doesn't, we can take it down, right? We have a very robust terms of service. It's pretty stringent if you don't meet those or rather if you violate those, we can take that down. So we can catch a lot um, on the front end. And I wanna stress the vast majority are absolutely fine. Right? And then once a campaign gets donations, we want to make sure that they're getting to the right beneficiary. And often a GoFundMe campaign is set up by one person for the benefit of another person. Um, and there's a very robust process that we run on the back end of that together with our payment processor partners uh, to make sure that the funds reach the right person. Now, there's two things, other things we do to kind of help make this super secure. One is... Any donor at any time can request a refund and we'll give them the refund. And that can be as simple as, I made a donation and I goofed and I didn't want to make the donation. Fine. Or it can be like, yeah, I have second thoughts about this campaign, whatever it is. Then the final, final backstop is in the rare event that we find out that actually really was something wrong with the campaign. And to give you an idea, that's about a tenth of 1% where this happens we have the GoFundMe guarantee, which I think is the first and I think still the only where we guarantee we will pay all the donors back, all the money, even if we didn't manage to get it back from wherever it went. Um, so there's a kind of an ultimate backstop, which fortunately, because of all those sort of technologies and processes that we have in place, is very, very rare.
0: Do you, yeah. Have you, uh-huh. have you have you had to do that much?
1: Yeah. I mean, it, it's happened, you know, as I say, about a tenth of 1% where the, the GoFundMe guarantee is invoked. So it's really pretty, really, really rare. And the other thing- Was
0: there, was there ever any uh, a substantial amount of money that you had to pay back that way?
1: Uh, I don't, again, this is prior to my time, but I don't believe there's been any major, major case. Um, but I, like, we can go back and I can check with John kind of if there's a reference point there, but it's, it's very, very rare. Hmm. The other thing to remember is a GoFundMe campaign works when you share. So, the way it works is you reach out to the people you know, and hopefully they reach out to the people they know, and that's how you get donations. In the vast majority of cases, let's say you, Adrian, were like, I've broken my leg mm. and I need some money for, you know, while I'm not able to work. No.
0: Nobody would give me a penny. That's, I know uh, in my friends, but anyway.
1: Right, exactly. You might struggle. But let's say you, you hadn't broken your leg, mm. but your friends were like, Well, what's he talking about? He hasn't broken his leg, right? Mm. So, we get you know, on occasion where people put up something that isn't right, the network tell us as well, right? Because, you know, it doesn't work unless you get donations from people, you know, and if they know that you're, you know, not mm. playing it totally straight, people say, well, this isn't right, right? So we also have the, the community, you know, give us information as to what's going on. And mm. that also plays out on the back end, right? If you give to someone, you say, I'm going to get this to, you know, get a second pair of crutches for my broken leg, and then you don't. You go and get a new bike. It's like, well, you know, right? So there's a social because this is social fundraising. There's a whole social proof system around, on top of and around all the stuff that we do. Mm.
0: I, I guess there are always going to be scammers um, in no matter what business uh, you launch. What about politics? I mean, there were a few interesting cases a couple of years ago. The, the, obviously, the famous one that most people heard of was the campaign to to build a wall. Um, yeah, uh, in the US, I'm don't know how much that actually ended up uh, gathering in the end but um it would seem that somewhere along the line sometimes it might get tricky with regard to political campaigns because political campaigns can be controversial and I know GoFundMe has taken a strong position for example on topics such as uh, uh, vaccinations anti-vaccine yeah. uh, ca- yeah. campaigns for example yeah. Yeah. is that a difficult one to tread Or are there other I, topics th- you so, can- again I'm, I
1: will want to double check this but I'm pretty sure our current policies we don't allow we don't allow Campaigns for political campaigns, right? Okay. Political candidates, right? So we've just sort of said we're not going to we're not going to participate in that area. Mm. Um, So that's that's the way we're navigating that for now. Yeah,
0: because I would imagine I'm used to dealing with Facebook and Google and all these big companies, and they have a really tough time drawing the line. And I have some sympathy for them because it you know the calls that they have to make are sometimes difficult, and I would imagine that there's a small amount of that that sometimes can. Uh, seep into a GoFundMe, but um, but from the sounds of it, yeah. They... I mean, that,
1: that's the the main way we've we've sort of chosen to deal with that for now. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, I mean, there, there are definitely judgment calls in in some of these campaigns, and mm-hmm. you know the the team has had a lot of experience now. I don't want to say that we've seen everything, but you know, with with so many campaigns and so many donations, there's some pretty clear patterns. Mm-hmm.
0: Just for one second, you said you're a Brit, although I can hear some Americanisms creeping into your accent there. Yeah, you, you're yeah. sort of rounding off the T's into a D sometimes. Which, yeah, I'm sorry. Uh, I'm no, upset. no, don't apologize. <laughs> we, we, we're, we're all guilty of this. I, I've said many times in this podcast, sometimes I can hear it even now, sometimes my own accent will veer into a kind of a cringy, mid-Atlantic, pseudo-American accent sometimes. Uh, yeah. You know, in the very worst of times, kind of almost Casey Kasem uh, like so it, it kind of <laughs> happens to all of us and i know there's a comprehension thing as well particularly in the states when you've just sort of slow down a little bit well as an irish person i do definitely i can, yeah. I can speak at full pace now with you and, and be confident that you'll understand me um but as as a brit you, you but you've been in the states for a while right i've been yeah so yeah. i've been here for
1: 20 24 years now so yeah. Yeah. yeah it's almost a wonder my accent hasn't slipped more but you know yeah.
0: And you, you led OpenX, didn't you? You built OpenX.
1: Yeah, I, I worked on a company uh, in a very different space, advertising technology, OpenX, mm-hmm. which I started. And we built that up over the last 10 years or so. And uh, before that, I was uh, worked on search and consumer stuff at Yahoo. So mm-hmm. GoFundMe was a wonderful opportunity to get back more to the consumer side of things, but also with this very strong social, social purpose, which... Um, you know, really, really resonated with me. And I spent a bunch of time as a search and rescue volunteer. So I'd done a lot of kind of like hands-on charity. Well, I guess that's charity in a very specific way. So it was really, it's been, it's been great to be here and be able to do something useful, right, in the middle mm. of this crisis and help um, in our own way to, to, to enable and mobilize generosity. So it's, What, it's what, what been, kind
0: of search and rescue was it?
1: Oh, mountain search and rescue up there in the mountains. Just you know, we have a big ring of mountains around LA that go up to about three thousand meters, which Mm -hmm. some people don't know. So they're they're pretty steep, and people get lost, and they hurt themselves, and they get heat knocked out by the heat in the summer, and knocked out by the snow in the winter. So we go. We are they hiking up there? Hike, yeah, mainly hiking,
0: yeah. And so, how do you get up to? How did? How did you get up to them?
1: Uh, We would. We would. We either hike. Drive and hike, or sometimes get choppered in and lowered down. Wow! Which is, yeah,
0: that sounds all right, actually.
1: Yeah, yeah, it's not bad. It's uh, yeah. So, Ab- it, sailing out of a flying helicopter <laughs> is quite exciting, <laughs> I could tell you. Yeah. yeah, do you have a
0: box <laughs> of milk tray as well? No. Um, nope. <laughs> and uh, so, in joining GoFundMe, I mean, obviously, this is—it's a global brand now. A lot of people know yes. uh, this company. For yes. you, um, is there an element? I mean, you you've used the phrase helping people, maybe giving back. Is there an element of that in it for
1: you? Absolutely, yeah. I mean, you know, so that, that's what it's all about. Like the, the whole company is at, down to the DNA is, how do we help connect people who have a need and people who wanna help? That's our job, right? And how do we do that as easily and as safely and as quickly as possible? And I know I've mentioned it a couple of times, but I think it, and this point of it being a direct grassroots connection. So you can organize for a family you know that has a particular need, and you can reach out to your friends and family, and it's a it's a very personal thing, um, and it's not. I think it's not just the money; it's the support, right? The the money comes with support, and that means a lot to people. And so I think I think that's the root of it. Um, and it is it is powerful, um, and our, our job is to you know make that as effective and as you know broadly adopted as we can.
0: And and yet, but this is a for profit company.
1: It is yes yes yeah. absolutely and uh, and it's um, but I don't think there's I don't think there's a tension here um, because that's the purpose of the company right and the way the way we make money is we ask people to tip us right if you think. If you're happy with the service and you want to support us, then give us a tip. Um, you know, we make it free for a campaign organizer, the person with the need to set a campaign. The only thing that comes out is the transaction processing fee, you know, kind of your standard credit card stuff. Um, and if the donor likes the service and wants to support what we're doing, you give us a tip. Um, so it's really, I think, well aligned with the underlying purpose. And mm. um, I think, it, you know, it, we do a good job but we think we can always do a better job right so we're working out you know what else can we do particularly like a time like this what else can we do that's why i gave you the example of small businesses and getting creative with partners there as one example
0: what is your biggest driver or your biggest growth driver i mean uh, is it facebook viral campaigns is it social media
1: Uh, I mean, it's really people coming and setting up campaigns and then sharing those. And it's not limited. I mean, Facebook is obviously one place that a lot of people do use and a lot of people share. Um, But it's in no way, you know, limited that. You can share in any of your social media environments. You can also take the link of your campaign and put it in email. We started to see, you know, even people put up posters, right, Uh, where you can have a poster and you can go and donate. Um, You can use WhatsApp, The key is helping people understand how to articulate their need. Like, I have this need. This is my story. This is what's going on. This is what I will do if I receive this money. Um, Setting that out, sharing that as broadly as possible, and then encouraging other people to share, and then obviously having folks come in and donate. Um, So we talk about three actions, right? Create a campaign, donate to a campaign, share a campaign. And the share piece is really important. And I wanna mention that because even if someone comes to a campaign and says, you know, let's say they go to the the, the, the the Robbie Keane campaign, right? I know that's kind of got some attention. And you're like, I don't have any spare money right now. We well, can still do something, you can share it. And by sharing it, you then expose that campaign to your network of friends. And some of them probably can donate. So just that simple act of sharing actually creates the opportunity for more people to donate, donate to their campaign. So three things, create, donate, share.
0: Mm. One of the things we were discussing on last week's podcast was the idea of a pivot maybe in how online companies, tech companies maybe, but companies that predominantly uh, work online are perceived. And I was positing the view to my um, interviewees. They didn't fully agree, but it's probably the view that maybe our perception of the value and the motivation of companies that predominantly work online has improved in the public mind because we're using their services more as utilities. Maybe we're not quite as cynical as their motivations. Now, there still is room for for skepticism there. At a broader level, um, what do you think of that idea? Do, and do you think it applies to GoFundMe,
1: at all? Well, I think—I mean, I think you're onto something, right? I mean, if you think about how important to our lives digital has it was already important, but now it's sort of mission critical to so many people um, for so many different things. I think that the general observation makes sense to me. Um, for GoFundMe, you know, we, we certainly see that right now we are a more important part of more people's lives than we were before because we're a way for them to get that help and give that help. And I'd say the other thing that I didn't mention, I've talked a lot about the importance of getting support, but I think it's also re- really important to people to be able to do something right now. And, you know, you're closeted at home, it, it, it's... If you let it get to you, it's scary, what's going on. The ability to, to go and give to something and feel good about that you did something, that's important too. And so we're, we're one way that you can do that. So I think that is is definitely what's happening. We've kind of, again, you're perceiving all of this through the, the wider media and social media environment, but it seems that we're, um, of playing a more important role in that way well i mean
0: it's important only in the sense that even from a gofundme perspective if people have faith in the system or in the ecosystem perhaps it means that they are more likely to have confidence in a campaign for example or not lumping everybody into the into the same basket
1: yeah i mean you know the trust as for any company or any institution, trust is the ultimately the most important thing, so people have to trust that if I put my need out there that it will be you know handled with honor and correctly, and that also that if I donate that that's going to go to that's going to go to the person and it's going to make a difference mm-hmm. um, and so that trust is foundational. Um,
0: and just just to wrap up, just remind me again of the overall figures of GoFundMe. I mean, h- how much at this point has actually gone through GoFundMe?
1: Uh, you mean in total or as a result? Uh, no, in total, to in total. I think, I mean, we're uh, somewhere between 9 and $10 billion of total donations have gone through the platform over the sort of cumulative life, and, and we've worked through um, all of the sort of major disasters, obviously this one, but previously, most recent one, Australian bushfires, the California wildfires, Hurricane Harvey, the, uh, the, the the hurricanes in the Bahamas, you know, man-made disasters like the Las Vegas shooting, like all of these major tragedies. Um, and then all of the individual needs, um, which some are around you know, very difficult, tragic circumstances, and some are more positive, you know, raising money for, you know a school trip or something like that um mm. but an in- incredible array of needs and and a, and a lot of goodness that is through the money to me is is represents the good you know the generosity of people.
0: Mm. okay well listen thank you very much for coming on the uh the show today uh, tim that's You're tim welcome. that is tim cadigan the uh chief executive of GoFundMe recently appointed chief executive of GoFundMe. And that's all we have time for this week folks. So for me Adrian Weckler still in lockdown on a beautiful sunny day. Hope you're all doing well and we'll talk to you at the same time next week. Bye bye.